Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Sunday, April 23rd, and after a roller coaster game three yesterday, the Golden Knights have a 2-1 series lead over the Winnipeg Jets. The VGK continued their strong play from Game 2 early in yesterday's game and jumped out to a 4-1 lead in the third period, but the Jets slowly clawed their way back and eventually tied the game with 21 seconds to go on an Adam Lowry goal, his fourth of the series, which forced overtime in Game 3. Now, it could have been disastrous for Vegas, but thankfully in double overtime, Michael Amadio scored to give the Knights a 5-4 victory in a hostile road environment in Winnipeg. And there is lots to talk about from Game 3, and that's why we have joining the show today Dave Gosher and Aaron Elliott to break down everything from the Knights' big win. All right, so we're going to set the scene here, Darren. We are at the Yellow Dog Tavern, which is within walking distance of Canada Life Center. And it's a couple of hours after the Golden Knights somehow, someway pulled off a double overtime win against the Winnipeg Jets. So you might hear some humans in the background. Yep. You might hear some music in the background. Jets fans for sure in the background. The whiteout that we saw in the rink and outside the rink has made its way over to the tavern. And I don't know, they seem relatively happy considering the game ended a couple of hours ago. That might be... Well, it went to overtime. <laughs> two overtimes. That might be the alcohol talking, but that's okay Maybe. for them. So, Anyway, um, what a game, right? It didn't seem like after two periods it's 4-1 to one and Golden Knights might cruise to a win in game three. Turned out that was far from the case. What do you make of what you saw earlier today? Well, when, when you think of the second period, third period of game two, first period and second period of game three can't play hockey much better and there was nothing really going on in the third period and you give up a goal early less than three minutes in only one goal for the Jets today Connor from DeMello and Dylan Vegas with four goals here's a right wing shot there's a goal for the Jets in transition inside the right post and now it's a two goal game Dino Niederreiter, who has made himself a physical presence, now contributes offensively for the Jets. First goal of the playoffs. He had six as a member of the Jets in 22 regular season games, coming over in a trade. Got the puck at the top of the right circle. Looked like there was an attempt to block it by Petrangelo. I don't know if it goes off of Petrangelo or through Petrangelo. Looked like it got through it. And beat Brossois at the short side post, glove side. Well, so, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so all of a sudden, everybody, the whiteout comes alive again. And so did the Winnipeg Jets. And to their credit, they found a way to tie it. Uh, Adam Lowry having a, just, he's having a, he's having a day, right? He's having a moment in, in the series. 30 seconds to go. Around behind for Lowry. Hacks it along the boards to the near side. Up the wall. Kept in. A Pionk shot. Tip save. Rebound. They score! 21 seconds to go, and the Jets tie it. Down 4-1 to one to start the third period. Nina Ryder, Scheifele, and now Adam Lowry get the game even 4-4. Lowry's fourth goal of the series. It's a rebound goal from the blue ice. Puck had come around the rim. 
and the defenseman, Neil Piot, let a shot go. It was redirected. The initial stop on Nemesnikov was not enough. Brossois could not get to the loose puck. Lowry jams it home with his toes on the blue ice, and it's a 4-4 game, 21 seconds left. Um, the good news is the, the team found a way to get the victory. Um, and, and I think the depleted Winnipeg Jets moving forward is going to make it difficult for them, but you've got to make it difficult on them. So the overtime goal, I guess we'll start at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get in these overtimes, and especially I think the longer you get in the overtimes, it's not always the prettiest thing in the world. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't really matter. But the Golden Knights have their second power play of the overtimes. Yeah. They had one early in the first and then another one in the second. And we just got done saying, I, I don't think they're going to get another one. <laughs> it's just how it works. <laughs> and inside of, I think it was 20 seconds, not even that afterwards, Amadio scores. And what a story, right? He's fourth playoff game of his life and scores the biggest goal of his life in the, in the second overtime. And on we play. 4-4 four, four tie, 16.30 to go in the second overtime. Let's dump it in. Barbashev with Houndin. Oh, and a tip puck and a shot. They score! Michael Amadio! The Knights win it in overtime! 5-4 Vegas! A double overtime victory for the Golden Knights. The four-check pressure. The Knights get the goal after the Jets cough it up in their own zone. Michael Amadio found the puck in the slot with Barbashev flashing in front. Amadio goes top right corner. Two points today for Mike Amadio. He made no mistake. He had to put the brakes on hard in the slot as he was starting toward the neutral zone. He stopped and in one swift motion fired the loose puck. Top right corner by Hellebuck's glove. Michael Amadio's first postseason goal is an overtime winner. 5-4 Vegas in Winnipeg. The Knights take a 2-1 series lead. You, you hear that so often because guys are tired. They just had a power play. So you've, you've played your top players and you're looking for fresh legs to get out there, give you energy. They, they beat down, you know, Howden on the forecheck and, and Barbashev on the forecheck. It hits his skate and in the right position in the high slot, defensively slash offensively, Amadio steps into one in one motion. Bar down. And you, you, you said to me, I remember, I don't think he knows he scored. <laughs> it was a delayed reaction. Yeah. He saw everybody else celebrating, and then he knew that he'd won the game. I heard you say you didn't see it go in. You just heard all the guys screaming. How would you describe or sum up uh, that moment when you heard the guys screaming and you did realize? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty special feeling, obviously. I know uh, we grinded all night for that, so uh, it's nice to get the win. This team has found ways to win all year long when you're not playing at your best. How much did that help? Um, obviously blowing that lead to be able to kind of keep your cool. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, we kind of regrouped when he came back in, going into overtime there. So uh, we know we had we know we had it in this room, and uh, we grinded it out. How much calm is there, I guess, in the room in between that overtime? It'd be easy to get frazzled. Yeah, for sure. I think we have a lot of guys that have, have been through it there before, so uh, they led the way. We got it done. So... You mentioned the Morrissey injury um, happened early. Only played two shifts in the game. Now you have Demello and Pionk. I think is it Pionk played thirty? Yeah, he played over 40, 40 minutes, and Demello was up there. What kind of an effect does that have now as they move forward in Game Four? Well, you just think of what Morrissey has meant. 
to that team this year with yeah. you know over 70 points, doubling his career high, which was a career year the year before. Um, and we listen to Rick Bonus talk about it. It's like it's a big hole. Yeah. He does so many things for them. He, he, he said he was a top five defenseman in the league. Can't really argue this season. Um, so he's out. I, I don't know what they'll replace or who they'll replace him with. It, it'll just be a your seventh guy, your eighth guy, somebody from the minors, somebody you know who, who's been on the taxi squad. That's a big difference from a guy who walks the blue line and makes things go offensively. Well, it's not going to change our approach. I mean, obviously that's a, a, a heavy minute, highly productive player that they miss, and. You know, their depth will have to come through for them. Someone else will have to step up. And look at their decor today, right? They stepped up, obviously, so other guys were ready to play. Um, you know, that's tough, tough break in the, in the playoffs to lose a guy like that, but it won't change how we're going to play. Pionk did an admirable job. You can do that in the moment. Over the course of time, that's harder to carry on and, and get results. So big blow to them. I, I, I think it is. And, and again, they're already missing some... Some key guys, Nicholas Ehlers hasn't played in the series yet. So, you know, it, it's a depleted group. That, as as disappointing as it was to give them a three-goal lead in the third, that is a crushing way to lose at home when you came all the way back and lose. In the end, you lose. You know, I take go back to my uh, Boston ties and. Bill Parcells, close to the Patriots, used to have a great saying. He would say, when you're playing on the road, listen for the silence, listen for the quiet. And I thought about that after Matteo scored of just that building, oh, the whole third period and both overtimes was crazy until Matteo scored. And then you could hear a pin drop. Um, Got to talk about Jack Eichel. Yep. What a game. Two goals and an assist. Through center they go. It's now a power play for Vegas. Left side at Stevenson, trying to center it was blocked. Around behind it goes, Petrangelo gets the close quarters handoff from Smith high on the right side. Smith top of the right circle, Petrangelo shanks the one-timer, Stevenson to the outside, they score! From the left wing circle, Jack Eichel makes it 2-0 Vegas. The first power play goal for the Knights here in the playoffs, and they've got a two-goal edge in the first seven minutes of the game. To Stone, looking across. Stevenson, extra pass. Smith, stopped by Hellebuck. Smith then collides with the referee in the corner. Gets the puck eventually, but Hellebuck is back in his crease. Eichel scores from the left circle. One-timer set up by Petrangelo. 3-1 to one, Vegas. Jack Eichel with two power play goals in the game. He had two power play goals all regular season, and he gives the Knights a two-goal edge. Petrangelo, who had two assists last game, Gets involved in the scoring again. He's got two points today. But more than that, just his overall game, something that Bruce Cassidy, after he got the job last summer, has been talking to him about and us about, and he's really bought into that. He, he has. Uh, I mean, you watch his game, and instead of taking suspect 50-50 angles, he now knows how to reload and get on top of his check, so he's on the defensive side every time. Through the neutral zone, it's not even that hard for him because he's such a good skater, and he plays such a long game. He's a long, angular guy with a long stick, so he's always seemingly in the way. Now he knows where to be, and, and I, I think 
you know, Patrice Bergeron has been said, his name has been said hundreds of times this year, Jack Eichel from Bruce Cassidy. They've met, the two of them seem to have met at the right time of both their careers. It's amazing the swings and emotion you could get in one game. You know, like the Golden Knights come out and we talked about it on television that I think they were pretty confident. They've been such a good road team all year. They've got a veteran team that they'd be able to handle this atmosphere and the whiteout and everything else. Embrace it almost. And, yeah, and I, you know, you said, like, players love that. They love energy, right? right. Home, road. You, right. You can both The get harder it. thing for them would have been playing in, in the college rink this year in Arizona. Right, yeah, right. right. Exactly. But now you're in this atmosphere, and both teams can derive a lot of juice from that. Um, they get out to the lead real quick. They're up 2 nothing. They get up 3-1. They're up 4-1. But I think that's why we love the playoffs. You know, we've seen L.A. come back from a two-goal deficit. We haven't seen anyone come back in only from three down so far. It's early in the playoffs, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. You know, it, it's more fun when it works out better for the team right, you're broadcasting right. for, but to just um, those overtimes alone, it's just, it was, it was, what a blast. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because the first overtime was tense. It wasn't great hot. It was, you know, everybody checking everybody. 6-5, yeah. I think, were the shots and nothing great. But what could the what was riding on is what makes it intense. Yeah. And, you know, the goal itself was a typical overtime goal. A, a mistake by a guy who's probably played too many minutes, a, a bounce, and a guy who didn't play that much tonight even. Gets the game-winning goal. What's your line about Michael Amadio? <laughs> 13 goals, 15 scratches. No, 15 and 15. Is he 15, yeah, 15 and 15? Okay. 15. So, so it's like that, that's, a, that's an up-and-down season, right? He, he's been, the coach has said you're not good enough to play, and yet he has a career high in goals. And then he has a game-winning goal. That's, that's a guy piecing together a season and possibly a career because he's proven he can play here. Yeah, you know, Mike's had a tough go uh, having a consistent NHL career. He comes to Vegas, gets an opportunity last year because of all the injuries as much as anything, takes advantage of that opportunity, comes to camp. We're not sure where he fits because he's got a new coach again. He's probably starting over thinking, geez, I just, you know, made a little headway. But he's been a good fit for us in different spots. And we've used him, again, if you follow us and probably – five or six different line combinations. He's on another one with Jack, now in Marshy, um, and he's played his game. I think with Mike, the biggest thing I've seen is his consistency and his details have changed from the start of the year. You know, like that, the start of the year, we would have had to have been on him to reload above to get the, you know, and he was automatically coming out and the puck just happens to find him. So as a coach, you're almost like looking at it like, you know, listen, this is all the, the blood, sweat, and tears you put into coaching, and this is where it becomes rewarding because uh, he gets rewarded by doing the right thing. And he's been better on the walls. He's working hard on being strong on pucks, managing pucks. So his game has grown. And, and I think he had 16 goals. You know, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's a good production for a guy that's moved around a lot, doesn't have a steady line. So very popular guy with his teammates. So uh, happy for him. You know, he, they've embraced him. And when, when he's been in, he's made the most of it. When he's been out, it's because of whatever the coach doesn't see. And it, that seems to be fading away, though, because he's been more and more a part of the lineup. Played on Eichel's line with Marshall, yep. so right the last game and a half anyway. So. Yep. 
All right, so that's going to do it for us. So 15 goals, 15 scratches for Michael Amadio yeah. and one enormous double overtime goal in the playoffs. Uh, thanks to the Yellow Dog Tavern for, Absolutely. for hosting the... Uh, the podcast here after the game. <laughs> not that we asked their behavior, or not that we asked their permission, no. rather. But so we're gonna have all sorts of highlights. You've post game reaction. Uh, well, let's be honest. We have to. We have to. Be, we have to come clean. Yes, Darren Millard. All his buddies are here. Oh. This is his place. He knows the owner. The owner's yep. all cool people, and we thought this was the right place yep. to bring it after. A, Two to one series lead. And you know what was nice is this gave us a little, so we've been doing this for about nine and a half minutes. It gave us a nine and a half minute reprieve from him. <laughs> it was enough. Like well, enough already. He's holding court. Hey, Darren, how you doing? Hey, uh, enough already. He's fine. He's fine. I can't wait for game four. Yeah, it's awesome. So we'll have uh, all the post-game reaction. You can hear all that. I'm sure you'll hear Michael Amadio's double overtime goal as well. And um, probably, you got who? Mark Stone, you got the coach. Lots of people. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Michael Amadio will be a good guy to hear from. <laughs> Anyways, that'll do it for us. And we'll let you guys take it from here. Dave Gosher and Darren Elliott there with a recap of the Golden Knights Game 3 win. And don't worry, guys, I'm one step ahead of you because if you've listened to this point, you will have already heard some of the highlights and reaction to yesterday's game. But before I leave you, I'll let you listen in on some more post-game comments, starting with two of the Knights' goal scorers, Keegan Kolasar and Chandler Stevenson. It's another game, but this one did not feel like another game. How is this one for you and as the team? Uh, it's huge. I think we all saw the magnitude of that game. It's really exciting. Uh, right from puck drop, obviously, you know, with the fight there, a couple of big hits, gets everyone into it, gets the blood going. Um, it's a roller coaster, right? We get the lead, we lose it to a tie, and then, you know, come back in overtime and win it. So we stuck with it all game, and we were able to come away with it. What conversations are being had in each of the intermissions between overtimes? Uh, hydrate up, get some food, and talk, you know, strategy, what they did that period, what we can do better at, and, uh, you know, let's get it done. What's your goal and, uh, and your celebration afterwards with the crowd? <laughs> uh, it was a great puck by Jack. Uh, just trying to use my speed to get to the net. A player like that, you know, open up space for him. If he wants to shoot, he can. If not, he can cut to the middle because my D was wrong with me on the net. Um, family friend actually noticed him behind the net there. It was pretty funny. Uh, the Jones family, they own Banville Jones Winery here. So um, maybe I can get a couple bottles of wine for free from them for giving them a little publicity there. Uh, you know, double overtime, it's, it's, it's draining, so get, uh, you know, whatever you need and uh, back for game four. Amadio does so much for you guys and kind of in the shadows, right? He's, he's not like a big guy, but he does so much for you. How appropriate is it that he gets that goal in that manner on the four check? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's crazy to think that he's a guy that, you know, we got on waivers and, um, you know, what he's turned into. Um, I know, you know, he's been called plan E or whatever it is, but... Um, you know, he, he can play with anybody um, in the lineup. So um, I really enjoy playing with him. I know everybody does. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think he gets the credit that he should with his patience and, you know, what he can do with the puck. Even his, you know, he is really uh, underrated stick. Um, you know, he strips a lot of guys with pucks. Chandler, of course, got the opening goal of the game early in the first period. And Keegan with the fight in the opening minutes and the fourth VGK goal near the end of the second period. Two guys that had a tremendous impact on yesterday's game. And two more guys that I think you'll want to hear from spoke post-game as well. Let's hear what Mark Stone and Jack Eichel had to say about the overtime victory. Yeah, I mean, give them credit. They, they had a good push in the third, but I thought coming in after the third before the first overtime, there was a lot of confidence in the room. We still felt like we uh, 
we still felt confident about ourselves, and um, you know, we I know we had a power play there at the beginning of uh, the first overtime, and you know, it was hey, let's try and score on the power play, but if we don't, we'll find one, and um, obviously the game extended a bit, but find a way to win, and, and that's what's important. Mark, now that you get the win, and can you kind of erase what happened at the end, or do you have to focus on that stuff? It's hard to win hockey games in, in the playoffs, so we'll take them however we can get them, but um, we want to close that game out for sure, right? Um, it's 4 1 going in the third. We want to close that game out, but you know, they played five defense all night. Um, we kept putting pucks behind them, um, and they had to play, what, four and a half periods, so. Um, we rolled four lines, rolled three D pairs, uh, and ultimately found a way. Uh, obviously, we're going to look at the good, we're going to look at the bad. Um, you know, our power play was, was really good for us, but then also uh, could also win us the game um, uh, with, with one in OT. So uh, we're obviously going to look at the good, the bad, and, and, and make some adjustments. We know that they're going to make adjustments. So, um, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be a big one on, on Monday night. Jack. Amadio does so much for you guys, and it's all kind of in the shadows and not headlines. A, what, what's he like with you guys? And B, I mean, that's pretty much a definition. That overtime goal is a definition of what he does, no? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at Ammo, he can play anywhere in your lineup, and I think you've seen that throughout the season. Um, you know, he's been awesome for us. Um, you know, he's a smart player. He's, he's got some... I think underrated skill. Um, he sees the ice well. He makes a lot of little plays. So uh, it's great to see him get rewarded. I thought he played great tonight. And, um, you know, he's been a key piece of our team throughout the whole season. Well, lots of happy Golden Knights after yesterday's 5-4 to four double overtime victory in Game 3 against the Winnipeg Jets. But it was especially important for the VGK because now they have home ice again in this series. That's something that they lost back in Game 1 when Winnipeg came into Vegas and grabbed a victory. Now, with yesterday's victory for the VGK in Winnipeg, they again have home ice advantage in this series. So a big win on a multitude of fronts for the VGK. And now they'll shift their focus to Monday, Game 4 in Winnipeg, Vegas Golden Knights, Winnipeg Jets at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, and the VGK looking to potentially grab a 3-1 to series lead before they head back to Vegas on Thursday for Game 5. And now we know that Game 5 will be taking place at 7 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. So Golden Knights know what's ahead on Thursday, but they have to take care of business on Monday first and see if they can grab a 3-1 to series lead against the Jets. But speaking of Thursday, I do want to mention that the Vegas Golden Knights still have single-game tickets to the first round of the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs on sale. You can secure your seat in the Fortress for select home games in Round 1, or purchase a playoff strip and enjoy the same seats for every home game at a discounted rate. A limited number of tickets are still available now at VegasGoldenKnights.com, so be sure to grab yours and experience the Golden Knights live at T-Mobile Arena. Also take a second to remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for a Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, Darren Millard joins the show to get you set with everything you need to know before Game 4 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 7 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.